That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com every Tuesday night, live, 9 p.m., the longest-running Panthers podcast. That includes the damn team's podcast. I challenged them. I challenged them. I say, hey, do you get up there every week? Nope, because we do. And we love the Carolina Panthers, and we hope you do as well. And if you don't, you can get in the chat room. And if you do, you can get in the chat room. And you can hang out with my homie, Cody Lashney, the co-host, the producer, the man, the myth, the legend. My man, I'm so glad to have you in the co, I guess the co-pilot seat, whatever it is, the seat, the challenge seat, whatever. Get up in there, brother. Hey, man. As always, the song remains the same. There's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than chilling right here with my boys, man, CK and Tony Dunn. And, of course, we have the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube, the faithful, that are here all year round. If there's no Panther football to be had or not, they remain loyal and in the chat room. Tony, you know, I'm talking Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Sideshow, Rob, Diesel, Drew, C-Dong, what's up, bro, Trill One, Craig Hartner, 10, Tizzy, William Taylor, The Real Zero, Chill, Tim Estes, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother, let's roll. Let's do it, CK in the house, as usual, my man, gosh, I'm telling you, welcome back, bro. Yeah, I'm back. I'm, I, you know, here's the thing. We are two weeks away from training camp. Ooh, How can you not be two happy? Two weeks. Isn't it the 28th? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's not far away, but it seems so far away. And then those stories are also barely stories, right? right. So, Is this our I mean, final we are, year at We're Wofford? begging. Is we're this begging. our final year at uh, Wofford? I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember what year the uh, practice or the new headquarters is going to be done. Chat, we need help. Is this the final year for the Panthers at Wofford? Let us know. The ties are not there anymore. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, especially now that uh, David, Tep- I saw, you know, I saw a headline uh, because I try to fi- follow some financial stuff as well. Right. 
And so I get because Google's watching what I watch. Right. And that's a good thing for me. It's a good thing. I get stories that are generated towards me. And today is uh, I got something on the Google News today that was David Tepper in uh, it was like private next venture, private equity with a tinge of sports. You know, so um, I don't know if Wofford is in the mix going forward. I would think Rock Hill would be the place when when it's finished. Right. When they get the facility finished, why wouldn't they do it there? Yeah. I mean, I think if uh, if it gets built um, relatively soon, yeah, that's going to be a big deal, man. Right. Um, I mean, there's going to be shopping centers and all kinds of different stuff. I, I'd be much more willing to go there knowing that there's more amenities and more cool shit around than. I don't know. Sportbergs are cool, off. city. Yeah, Spartanburg, Spartanburg's are cool. Damn, man. Like, it's a cool city. They got some good um, breweries. It's hot as shit. And I don't believe that Rock Hill is going to be that less hot. You know what I'm saying? It's not like all of a sudden it's going to be like in the Arctic climate. But Spartanburg is a decent place. And there were some ties going back to Jerry Richardson. And that city has grown and grown and grown because of the eye. What you know, you guys live out there is at 85 or 77, whatever the corridor that takes you from Charlotte to Atlanta, it's right on it. Yeah. So they they are a growing place, and it's not the worst place to hang out. And it's fun when you go to Spartanburg and you get to see players out at the wing joint. You know what I'm saying? Like you will yeah. run into them. It's not the worst place. I will say that. But I don't think David Tepper is willing to let those, I guess, um, profits go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to Wofford. Exactly. That's a great way to it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think it's, I mean, let's be honest. He's doing an entire like headquarters. Why wouldn't he be anxious to get that up and running? Because that's go- that is going to be 100%. That's going to be a, uh, a big a big project and it's going to be a big revenue source for him and, uh, and his team. So, yeah. And I'm hoping that it's built in mind knowing that it's going to be crazy hot. Right. Like I'm hoping that they kind of figure that out. Maybe they have some more shaded areas or whatever. Misting I, fans. Yeah, something like just make it, uh, you know, you know, if you're in the Carolinas, right. uh, especially South Carolina in the middle of summer, dude, it's hotter than hell. So, uh, yeah, the uh, real zero chill said uh, uh, he lives in Deberg and he says it sucks out there. That's just one man's opinion, man. I'm just I'm just putting the comments up on screen. But um, tell me what tonight's show is, Cody. You set it up. You tell me the title. You introduce the show. Franchise tag and Taylor Moten is it because the 5 p.m. deadline has come and gone, and Taylor Moten. Will be playing this year under the franchise tag, uh, and I think this is something that we kind of all saw coming. Um, right. you know, Giant mistake. That's what I say. Giant mistake. mistake by the Panthers. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I kind of think this means that uh, this is probably our last year with Taylor Moten, huh? I mean, again, I saw someone on Twitter saying that maybe uh, we attempt to re-sign him next year once we have some more salary cap. We're going to lose that battle now. 
Yeah, see, I kind of think so, yeah. too. I, yeah. I, I think that uh, this year he's going to play right or left tackle for us. I still don't know which. Uh, and then he's gone, man, and that sucks because uh, every single uh, offensive lineman uh, in the past decade that we've developed to be even halfway worth of damn inevitably leaves us and goes somewhere else and we right. don't pay him and we're left having to do this piecemeal offensive line thing again. And I'm just, you know, I'm tired of it. It's irritating. I, I, I can't get too mad right now because again, we are going to have him for this year. Um, but again, you know, if no one emerges as a true left tackle talent this year, then that means we're going into next year getting a left tackle and a right tackle. Right. So, and then what else do we got in before we delve too much into yeah, the okay. Taylor Moten story, right? We've got to talk about Taylor Moten, the passing of the franchise tag. And look, we've been saying it for over a year now, to be honest, too late, too late. I've been trying to tell y'all mugs, get ahead of it. You get ahead of the inflation every year. This goes up. They just caused Taylor Moten to be more expensive next year, right. which they priced. Arguably, they priced themselves out of Taylor Moten. We'll talk about that in a moment. What else are we talking about tonight, Cody? Um, we are also going to be talking about Luke Kuechly sat down with uh, Sports Illustrated and kind of went through what it's like uh, going to training camp at each different stage of your NFL career. Uh, when you're a veteran and you know you don't know the playbook and you're learning and you're brand new to the NFL, um, then, to, you know, to after being there a few years and once you finally start to ingratiate yourself with the team and the fans, uh, and then all the things later on uh, in life when you're a veteran football player, how all those things are different. Uh, and I felt that would be a good conversation to have um, and just talk about Luke and who doesn't want to talk about Luke, right? Uh, and then... Me. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, I'm I, so sad because he's with the Redskins now or with the Washington football, not Warriors. Did you guys hear about their names? The not war. They can't be the Warriors. They tried to float the Warriors out there. Anyway, keep but going. You're not breaking news. He didn't sign with them. You're just thinking that he's going to. He spoke to their team like a motivational speaker. He Who, left uh, our team and said that he didn't want to be involved with football. He was tired of football. He nah, and, so, and, and then so the next the day, payroll. he was with Ron Rivera. Oh, can't have it. All right. What else we got to talk about? Uh, yeah. And then PFF. Um, and shout out to PFF's Twitter, man. They've been providing uh, uh, content for the for the podcast. Um, they put out uh, a list of their top five cornerback rankings in the NFL and then compared them to ESPN's top five cornerback rankings. And um, I thought that would be good to, to talk about, especially considering um, there's a familiar name uh, who is a top five player um, in this list, uh, according to. And he's not on them. the Panthers, I guess. He is not on the Panthers. Currently. He was. Yeah. He, was. He, he was. So you probably already can pick up what we're putting down. Uh, as to who that is, but um, uh, yeah, and then CK brought up, and uh, you know, I know, you know, we mentioned this before a little bit, but CK and I fans get kind of uh pissy and butthurt when you talk about Cam Newton these days. Uh, but Cam Newton was in the news again, talking very candidly and openly about uh the final time that he was healthy with the Carolina Panthers, and, and um, we did, we all had it wrong, didn't we? 
Did no, we know? Had it going? Cody's had it, it was not the, No, it was not Cody. the Benjamin interception. Yes, it, it was, was the Benjamin yes, interception. Yes, it was. He said no, it was on the one-yard line. It was on the one-yard line. Yeah, like, that wasn't the same it, one. And, yes, and he threw the interception on the one-yard line and had to chase it all the way down. That was land. the same. I, okay. But you, okay. But you, 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 must, you must not be subscribed to Cam Newton's YouTube channel. You no, I watched it. I watched it, but I thought that there were so many Benjamin not – Runbacks. I thought it was a. I thought it was the Tampa. You actually know what? I challenge you on this. You said All it was right. the Tampa Bay game. No, I every didn't. time you said yes, you did. You no, said it was I the didn't. Tampa and Bay she, game, no, she, and she he said it was it right. the Chargers game. He said it was the Chargers game. No, CK can back me up. CK yeah, yeah, he knows, was, mm, yeah he was talking about. He was, was talking Calvin. about it was Kelvin Benjamin's fault because he stopped on his route. Yeah, and well, then, that was the same in the Tampa Bay game as well. But this was like Cam Newton had to chase down, and he landed. And this had Charger to do one it in the Tampa landed Tampa right game. on that. No, in the but, two, I never, 2016 season, but I yeah. never said it was Tampa right. Bay, though. I, I've all, and listen, we can we can dig back into C3 the chatters. C three chatters, get in that archive and tell me, did he say it was the Tampa <laughs> Bay game or the Chargers game? But the exact same play either way, right? But you know, I mean, ultimately, it was the same play. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, I'll at least bring this up. Like, as much as I love Cam, he has said every year he's never felt healthier ever since that year. Every year. And now he's saying that again. Like, I've never felt healthier. I feel like I'm back to myself. I haven't felt this good since I injured I mean, what back else in do you say right now? Right? And what so, else do you say? Like, I, there oh, is a he part of it. my f- comment. Look at that. <laughs> the, the part that I think that, I, like, listen... I'm and I, I hesitate to say this because I love Cam so much, but it almost feels like I mean, we all have felt like that could have been a turning point, but it's almost like he's now trying to do similar to what Kelvin Benjamin did, which was kind of say, if I had a quarterback that could throw me the ball, then I'd be all right. Like Cam Newton's now going back to 2016 to kind of make people believe that he's still the same player he was in 2015. I don't know that he is. I'd like to see him get to that form again. I don't know if I'd like to see him get to that form with the Patriots or not, but I, I just, it feels a little too convenient for me. So, all uh, right, you're listening to the longest running Panthers podcast. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube. If you're not and you're watching it right now, you need to. That's it. Smash the thumbs up. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcast at periscope all this follow subscribe the best thing you can do to help grow panther nation along with us as we've been getting up here every tuesday night for the last nine years is to just share it that's it i ain't asking for your money ain't ask for anything just share the podcast with a friend and say look we hang out here on tuesday nights and after the game and on fridays with cody as he does the fan show Mm -hmm. right that is the best thing you can do to support our show Go ahead and throw that banner up because this show is powered by Avolta. If you want to achieve energy independence, you can hang out with our boy, Kevin Brown, solar consultant, also Panthers fan, right? We're doing this for him because we're buddies with him. No money down. You add equity to your home. If you're a homeowner in North and South Carolina, you can get solar panels on your house. You can get a fixed rate for life. You can separate for your inner. You're a cord cutter. You're the coolest cord cutter. Screw the 
cutting the cord. You think you're cool cutting the cord with the cable company? Try cutting the cord with the electric company and going green, baby. Check out our boy Kevin Brown, solar consultant for Avolta 704. That's right. You heard it. 704. That's a Charlotte area code. 704-215-3373. Say you heard about Avolta on the C3 Panthers podcast and you're a Panthers fan. He'll say, look, I'm a Panthers fan too. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to hook you up. All right, Cody. Let's jump into this show right away. Tell us. Taylor Moten. The franchise tag has passed. It's gone. The deadline is gone. Why have the Carolina Panthers not have extended Taylor Moten? I have no idea why they didn't do it last year or arguably the year before. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I mean, like, why not? Why not get ahead of the curve, beat the inflationary cycle? When you sign this franchise tag and he becomes the top three guard or uh, right tackle in the league, right? They average it among the top four, top three, something like that. All of a sudden, you have outpriced yourself. Why didn't we sign this mug last year? I mean, this is something that we've been all asking ourselves. Um, You know, we don't really know why this wasn't uh, done sooner. I mean, you know, we've kind of already alluded to all the points, man. Taylor Moten is our only real stalwart def- uh, offensive lineman that you can depend on. Um, right. And I think that's that's important. Um, and the fact that we don't have that, man, that's, you know, or at least if we don't have that long term, you know, it's, it, it's upsetting because it looks like it's going to be really expensive to do after next year. Um, and we have a lot of uncertainty on our offensive line right now. Uh, I, I believe Matt we have Carrick zero is. certainty. How about well, this? Not even uncertainty. Tell me what the certainty is outside of Taylor Moten. Matt Paradis stunk in his first year coming off an injury. We understand. We try to even give Matt Khalil the, the grace of coming off a major injury. Paradis played better in his second year. But we have what? Cam Irving? Who do we got? Tell me. Tell me. Uh, the Christensen kid, we hope. We have hopes and dreams. And the one hope and dream we had that was a reality was Taylor Moten. We got nothing. We got think, nothing uh, outside of him. I think we've got uh, we've got some people that have potential. But you're right. There is no certainty. That's that's where, I mean, you're, I, I wouldn't say there's zero certainty. I think that out of the people that we have on the team right now, I think one of them are, are very capable of breaking out this year. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm at sure. least, I would say I would guarantee one other, one person other than Taylor Moten will be considered a, a, a very good offensive lineman this year on this squad. And say it, who is he? Listen, it depends upon the couple of th- movements that they make. Number one, let's see if they decide to make Greg Little move into guard, which I think we've all kind of felt like he needed to do anyway. Um, well, that Cody did. Yeah. I don't and think he's got the tenacity to play guard, to be honest. I he didn't don't have think he's the tenacity. The meanness. To, he didn't so have it to what? play he the better, edge. He better fight for his life either on the edge or on the inside. If he wants to play NFL football, it's time to shit or get off the pot for yeah. Greg Little. Well, but I think um, so was last year too. Yeah, but I think I think Christensen. I still I've said that from the beginning. 
I think that there's still a very good uh, chance that he comes in and he's able to contribute at a higher level than we anticipate, at least in the current moment. Um, and, uh, you know, I, listen, I, that could be all just wishful thinking, but right now I'm wishing. Scott Thomas says he thinks we might cut little. How embarrassing would that be to cut a second round pick that you traded Bro. up to get? That'd be hysterical. That Marty traded up to get. Imagine, imagine uh, trading a top wide receiver to the right. Buffalo Bills and now he eats at Bojangles every day. See, it's not the most embarrassing thing. Kelvin Benjamin, somebody put up there is Kelvin Benjamin the worst pick in Panthers history. Unquestionably. 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 You think who what? What'd you say? Wow. Do we think who, who is who I was thinking he was a Dwayne first Jarrett. round pick. Who was? He was a first round pick and was, was drafted. I mean, that's to a be, good argument. And was drafted to be a number one wide receiver oh, yeah. during during the prime years of by far. And we could have had Allen Robinson, bro. We could have had Allen Robinson. We could have had Allen Robinson, who the Chicago Bears are going to pay $17, 20000000 dollars, whatever it is, this year on the franchise tag because they want to pay him for too long. Right. Allen Robinson. Eight years later, or seven years later, dominant force. And Kelvin was picked what number thirteen? Or no, that was his number. No, nah, uh, no, nah, he, he was like twenty eight. He was like twenty eight. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't think I don't think we can. Uh, some uh, um, NC Hager put up Jimmy Clausen. I don't think we can do that because it's second round pick. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I mean, that, I don't even I mean, know if we, we could most... talk about the murderer Ray Caruth could be yeah, the number one. I mean, like obviously that's easy. Yeah, but, but again, if we're talking about great. second round picks, I think uh, Dwayne Jarrett is just as bad as anybody. Uh, well, I mean, again, it depends on what Greg Little does this year. So, wait, what what uh, position? did... Oh, uh, by the way, here and one one counterpoint to that. It's not even a counterpoint. It's just like here's another one to think about. Salad Boy was also a second round trade up. Right. Yeah, but at least he did trade it up for Devin Funches. I mean, yeah. All right, you're right. You're right. Devin Funches had a better career in Carolina than Greg Little. He I made, agree with he that. Made 100. Plays. So listen, Sideshow Rob right. says Kelvin wasted Cam's prime years, dude. Not only did he waste Cam Newton's prime years, he was the sole reason that the prime years came to an end. Right. The sole reason that they came. Should to we an go end, ahead man. and get into that then? I, I already while we're talking up. about. I already have All right, let's up. go ahead and we, talk we can, about we it. Can definitely, we can definitely do it. So listen, I'm just going to, instead of um, uh, talking about it, I'm just going to let uh, the man Ace Boogie himself just tell you tell you what's going on. Oh, hang on. Wait, I got to share the sound. I didn't share the sound. It's okay. We're ready for my man. We, we miss him. We all get excited. We all get anxious when he comes in the room. No, Swear we did not get rid of Steve Smith because of Benjamin. We got Benjamin because we got rid of Steve Smith. After that damn San Diego game, we played the San Diego Chargers, and I reached out and I dove and for I the dove. No, I, 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 I threw an intercept. Uh, look at that. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin didn't even try to tackle Man, what's he going to do at that point, What the fuck's he going to do at that point? And I tried to. What you mean? Was he, he didn't make a play on the football? Man, working his ass off. Ever since then, bro. 
Cam Newton working his ass off down he there. He said his AC joint. He said he fucked his AC joint up. I saw yeah. it. I watched this shit. Yeah, because... Look at how fat one, this dude beside him looks, man. But one, the, the point being, look, you can see it right there on film. I'll go ahead and back it up in case this needs to be Everybody's really beginning. broken look, down. Look, he oh, could have tried, you. but then he gets no, blocked out of bounds. Step by, I'm going to step by, step by step. One... You're a, no, 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 hang on. You're a six foot five fucking receiver, 245 pounds, and you let this dude just bullet you out the way for a jump so, ball, dude. That's that's not a jump ball, ball. it's a back shoulder. It's dude, not a and, jump dude, ball. Calvin, they want no jump. He should have fucking blasted him right here. Play it right there. Play it. He should have blasted him right there. Play it. Ball right out of there, and then right here. He should Look, have put him in the fucking He tried. Dirt. He yep. tried. And then yep. he, no, ain't no, ain't no trying, bro. He, ain't no trying, mm. man. I, did, this is the single moment that ruined Cam Newton's career here in Carolina. I will never forgive Kelvin Benjamin for this shit. Even if Cam Newton forgives him, I don't give a damn. Cam, not only did he not go for the ball that should have been his, that could have been his, then he let this dude just punk him and gives up on the play look and then he's jogging and shit dude well then oh look who guess who jack jacks him out of line Denzel Perryman. Perryman. Yeah, Perryman. Denzel Perryman. Perryman. and then look oh, and then cam newton trying to save the play in a lost season uh, right there that here's is the a moment that yeah, ruined right. the hopes and dreams of carolina oh, panther, panther fans, fans yeah. everywhere Everywhere. And it's undisputed, man. This is the moment. It wasn't because Cam Newton played too long or he wouldn't tell Ron Rivera he was hurt or any of this other bullshit. Cam Newton's a warrior. He wanted to play and he wanted to go out there and compete for his football team. And this play is indicative of that, man. He ran the entire length of the football field trying to save this play all for nothing just to ruin the rest of his career here in Carolina, man. And then One for Kelvin Benjamin to throw him under the bus after this, it dude, it's pathetic. Bro. Yeah, pathetic. I know. One thing well, that's the- interesting to me about this is that so many people like to throw out the cam not jumping on the football meme right in the Super Bowl, right? Like Cam didn't do. How many quarterbacks? It it, it was one of the problems was is that Cam tried to fight this to the end. Like he should almost just let that bitch go. Aaron Rodgers, let it go. Peyton Manning, let it go. They would have just yeah. watched it. Tom Brady, they would have just said assholes, you know, bad yeah, play, again, this or that. But what I'm saying is, this was the year after, I believe. Right. I think this, yeah, was, you know, of the Super Bowl, yeah. and the the heat that came on Cam for his lack of, I guess, toughness, tenacity, or whatever. Which we all knew was bullshit. I mean, we saw it. I watched that. Pl- yeah, I watched that play in 2015. And I say this is that Cam tried to make a calculated play, like he knew he could dive for it, but he wasn't going to get it, and it was just going to end in injury. But also, that's I my. Said- I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I def- and you know what, and you know, you guys know Cam defender to the end. Anyway, um, kind of a shitty moment, but Cam. Trying to stay relevant on YouTube. 
Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I mean, I want him. I want him to do. Like I said, I want that to be the truth. I want him to really be at the top of his game and and be able to make a comeback. And you know, there's parts of me that wants him to do that, and then there's part of me that doesn't want him to do that because if he does well anywhere else, he's never going to retire a Panther, especially after how we handled it. Like if maybe if he, if he does. I mean, I, I I don't know. Call me crazy, but I just. I think it's hard to, to you know, he didn't have, but the, I don't know, eight years as a quarterback doesn't seem like a very long time to want to come back to a, a location that didn't really put effort into protecting him. Um, and also, well, you know, we don't protect any quarterback. It's yeah. not just him. I mean, and so, but you, he goes up to New England, has one bad season because of, uh, you know, obviously COVID impacting them. And they roll out the red carpet for every possible weapon they could give him up there, assuming that they don't. They end up starting Cam over Mac Jones, which I think we all can agree that they're probably going to be doing. Um, so, I mean, listen, he goes up there if he does well as a Patriot. I, I, I don't know that Cam wants to call Charlotte his uh, his his career location, even though he had his MVP man, season here. Man, I will. I promise you, he will call Charlotte his career location unless so. he has multiple years of success somewhere. And I'm wishing I I want Cam to go out on a high note. That's yeah. what I just want. I just want him to go out on a high note. Um, my man uh, Andy Massey says deadline seven fifteen. So there are two days left to negotiate an extension with Moten. Right. So I've 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 realized this while the show is going on, and dude, I fucking blame Twitter because Twitter has gotten oh, so bad. Oh, you got caught! You got Twitter caught by a bunch of bitches. So bad at, Thank at, you. At That's why we bring in Andy Massey. Or he's our but, official reporter. But bro. I really don't feel like we. Oh, hey, listen, I, I don't feel like we have to change anything because let me ask you this: Who thinks that we're actually going to get a deal done? No one. <laughs> like, uh, I, How about this? this? Is, is let's put it this: is whether or not we think we're going to get a deal done. If we don't get a deal done, it's a mistake, right? I saw uh, Trey Turner in the news today saying, or yesterday, got on the Google News or whatever, saying he's you know he's feeling better after a shitty twenty twenty. Does anybody really believe him? Like being the comeback player, you know what I'm saying? Like no. Taylor Moten's been a rock. He's been a rock. Like at some right. point, you got to pay. Th- we ha- we have had nothing on the offensive line, and I tell you this, I blame it. There's a culture in Carolina that gives no shits about the offensive line, zero shits right. about the Carolina Panthers' offensive line. And if you look to Ron Rivera in Washington right now, and I don't know, maybe Morgan Moses is hurt. You know, maybe he's a bum at this point or this or that. But we saw too much of Ron Rivera sacrificing the offensive line for his defense. And I be- I fully believe this is that Ron Rivera is cutting fat on the offense for the defense. And I, I understand it. That's his style, man. He wants to win 15-12 or whatever. But hey. when will the Carolina Panthers ever fucking invest in the offensive line i don't know and if taylor moten isn't the guy to invest in i don't know who really is like what are you waiting for what are you waiting for a guy that you got in the what when, when did we get in taylor moten the second round third round second uh, second Who's uh, the second taylor, round pick no, i'm pretty sure no i think taylor moten was the third round pick 
No, I think it was second. I think we got, was it the Christian McCaffrey draft we got him in? Look that up. Someone look that up. If uh, Taylor Moten was, I believe he was a second round pick. We we actually traded up for him because supposedly the Bills traded up for some guy right before us, whoever they picked. And then we were like, we got to get Taylor Moten next. Ultimately, what I'm saying is this is the most we have invested in the offensive line has been a second-round pick. That's it. The most we have invested. Look, you talked about Greg Little, second-round pick. Taylor Moten, second-round yeah, pick. We, we, uh, he was the Coney Ely pick of the second round. We got a uh, comp pick for him. It was like the final pick of the second round. Yeah. Right. Right, and oh, which Coney Ely all could have been the inv- what about you want to talk about a story of butterfly effects and divergence? <laughs> That's not talking about my man about was Ely almost about the Coney Ely was about to be the Super Bowl MVP, homie. He's about to get paid, he had bro. The same <laughs> game, he had the same game as uh, who's the brother? Uh, yes, the same exact game, if not better. I wouldn't say he had the better. same. Von, it was better. He had Von an interception, Miller. dude. Yeah, he had Von an interception Miller. that game. Mm. Von Miller wrecked. Anyway, folks, my point being is this, is that the Carolina Panthers have invested nada in the offensive line for the last decade, even more than that. Right. You know what? I challenge anybody to say the last time we invested in damn offensive line, other uh, um, Ota maybe. And Ota, don't talk shit about him, chat room. He was a good player. Fucked by injury. But ultimately, you can still talk shit about him. (laughs) You guys, you talk shit about him. The thick, no, not me. I like that guy. But what have we done to fix the line? And Ron Rivera is doing the same thing in Washington. He's doing the same thing in Washington. It's like this. And I don't know. We've praised people, praised. Dallas, remember when Jerry stepped aside and let his kid in and they just drafted offensive line after offensive line after offensive line in the first round? We have not done that. So right now we are fighting an uphill. Good luck, Sam Darnold. Good luck. Uh, Sideshow Rob made a good comment earlier. He said, Federer didn't invest much in O-line in Seattle either. So scary thing, isn't it? And, and you know pretty, what? And what? What did um? What? What is uh? Russell Wilson been talking shit about for the last two years? Well, but oh, okay, their I, offensive I, line. He has been coming line. out. He said this. Yeah. I'm tired of getting hit. I'm tired. That's what he said. That's, I'm I tired mean, that's of what I talked hit. about. You, you guys were asking why we hadn't paid him yeah. this offseason. and I said, when's the last time Seattle paid an offensive lineman that way? And the last time they did, they traded him. You know, CK brought this up last right. You are right. You are right on the money on that. I mean, it's just, again, you got to think about it from, I think, a couple of different perspectives. Number one, I think that uh, Matt Rule is a a heavy believer in his capabilities as a coach to develop people. Um, And so are they going to put a position in place at a high level of value that is largely known to be a lot of the people that are some of the best players are developed into that position, you know? Like Moten, uh, let's be honest. He didn't come out of the draft expecting to be the 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 you know right tackle that he was, right? Uh, you know, same thing with Norwell. Same thing with Trey Turner. Same thing with a lot of these guys that we've seen. Uh, the only one that I think was a, a clear cut, you know, should have definitely been as good as he was was Jordan Gross. 
you know, because he was drafted so highly. But I, I think a lot of these, maybe, maybe we have a coach. And, that and was a, like 2003, too, by the right. way. Yeah. When was George? All right, keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to make it a point that, you know, I, I think we have a coach that sees that that position more as a developmental one than one that's going to have somebody come in from, you know, from a draft and immediately contribute. Maybe he doesn't value it as high as a, a first round pick that or even a second round pick that's a high second round pick. You know, maybe that's the issue we have right now with the coach that we have. I, I, I don't Jordan know. Gross, Jordan Gross was drafted in 2003. And we're still looking at him as the stalwart of the like 2010 lot. You know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. he retired and what, what it was like 14 or something like that. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous that we are still hanging on to Jordan Gross. As our best life. As a, yeah. As our only bullshit. person to compare shit to. That is the most untenable. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Well, I don't want to be too hyperbolic yet for the sheer fact that one, Scott Favor has only had one year here in Carolina. Right. So he, he wasn't fully pulling the strings up there in Seattle. Um, and then number two, uh, again, everyone is so new at their respective positions. Like, I don't want to blame Matt Rule for the sins of Ron Rivera's past. Right. You know, and, and I don't feel like we're at that place where we can fully say, that Matt Rule and, and Scott Fitterer just don't give a damn about the offensive line. I think one of the things that we have to keep... What we draft in round one, on one second. Tell me, think what, what position did we, what listen, position did we draft in round one? Well, but this is the thing, though. What and position? To, just tell me. What position? No, we never what did position? draft offensive tackle, but I think the... Right? What, what about it. round two? What about round two? But here's the, here's the point, though. We're not the decision makers. I kind of think that they're looking at well, that's it from the, the perspective of, well, this is a multi-year rebuild, and we think that we brought in some good guys in free agency, and we uh, we drafted some guys that right. we like, and frankly, we just don't know what they're going to develop into being. That's why I don't want to freak out on it yet. I want to see what Brady Christensen does. I want to see who ultimately ends up playing left tackle for us. I think Deontay Brown and David Moore – could come out of nowhere and be, uh, you know, the best offensive lineman even on the team, you know, right up there with Taylor Moten. I think they have that kind of potential. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to freak out yet over it. I think go ahead and freak done. out, bro. Freak, I'm freaking out. I'm eating the schnozberries. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. If you've watched Super Troopers, that's what you should freak out about. Here, let me tell you a little story. I was on the radio on pirate radio and we do the i told you guys this in past week the fan uh fan friday preview or something like yeah. this and uh the dallas cowboys guys came on i said this i said what do you th what do you guys think about cam irvin and i didn't give them no context like you know what i'm saying they were talking and talking i was like well you guys tell me what do you think about cam irvin they didn't even know who i was talking about these mugs yeah. tried to say they thought I was talking about a defensive lineman. These are fans of the team, bro. They thought I was talking about defensive lineman. Our starting left tackle is going to be a guy from Dallas that nobody knows who the fuck he was. That's going to be the truth, bro. Could be our offensive. Or, or, could be our starting. Oh, God bless if it's not. Could, that's why they've signed him. 
I'm telling right. you, man. You put this too much bullshit. stock into this Cam Irving guy. There's a real battle. All he right, we got to fight. Win. We're going to fight. Yeah. Brady Christensen. Cam Irving. Listen, I'm, I'm more confident in right. Brady Christensen being able to step up and play left tackle than I am Cam done. Irving. Dude, Cam Irving has always sucked. Like that's that's the reason why oh he's never God. been a starter on their line. He's not, he's already, not I've been doing this here, for a minute, bro. Tony. I've been doing this for a minute. They are eyeballing him as a starter. No. Tony, you did you just say Cody would be licking your balls when this is over? Yes. Didn't I we did. just learn like a week and a half ago that Cody couldn't suck cock if he wanted to try? You're yeah, right. didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Even if he wanted to lick my balls, he could not. You're yeah, right. that's right. You're that's right. what. Uh, oh, and uh, my mom up. did not talk to me for two days. Oh as no! I, as I wrote, as I read someone else's words, I was like, <laughs> "Mom," I was like, "Those weren't even my words. I was just saying someone else's words." She didn't talk to me for two days. She was so mad. <laughs> Also, by the way, there's always a wave of people in the chat room that don't know the context behind anything that we're saying. (laughs) I feel so bad. Every time time we say stuff like this, I'm like sitting there thinking like, oh, gosh, Lynn's in here. Oh, my God. Oops. Sorry, Lynn. (laughs) <laughs> Look at this. Blame Tony. This Blame Tony. I, ta- I, I take no response. This is a good comment right here. I hate this comment. I want to fight you know, Tony this loves one. men named Cam. Yeah. 100%. That's like a fetish. No movie. wonder he's going to start. Oh, no wonder he's going to start. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, what's next on the docket? What's yeah, next so, PFF uh, or something? Well, uh, so. Luke Kickley was um oh, Luke. was um uh, you know in the news and not really in the news but he kind of I felt like it'd be interesting to kind of reflect on I don't know how many people read it I can give people the cliff notes um a little bit but basically Luke kind of laid out the differences between um what it's like entering training camp at different parts of your career and I felt that it was really interesting because a lot of the guys on the team now. Um, are going to be going through this, um, you know, these uh, first-year jitters. And one of the things that he made a point of saying is that there's always the guys that really show out uh, in OTAs, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they're they awesome. And then by the time you get to training camp and you put pads on, they completely disappear. And uh, then he said that there are guys that, um, you know, or vice versa to that. They aren't very good in OTAs, but then when they do put the pads on, they come alive. And he mentioned that there's this concept of, like, going to a team wondering what kind of team you're going to have. Because you know all the mm. veterans that, that, you know, that might be coming back, but there's always these new guys that add a new element to the football team. And it's like a lot of these players – they're really getting a first look at what the football team is going to be right. when they're in camp for the first time, seeing everybody play, kind of looking at what the the holes um, of the team are, what guys are better than expected. Um, and it was I just felt like it was really interesting, too. The final part of the early guys or the earlier year guys going into training camp is that he mentioned, and this is something that, you've heard mentioned a lot, especially around draft time, that the play speed from college to NFL is just night and day difference. I mean, even from OTAs to training camp to the actual game, man, the play speed is just different. 
the players isn't that faster. wild isn't that wild when you hear that from somebody who played at the fastest speed Right, yeah, yeah, is that right. like Somebody Luke like Kuechly was on the top end of college speed, but then when you think about what you saw on tape or everything he did in Carolina, he mentally was ahead of it. It felt like he was fast sideline to sideline. So if he if he's saying that the play speed sped up, imagine for people that didn't react like he did. Yeah, well, and also like knowing the playbook, he mentions that too. You know, uh, you you try and learn the plays. You try and learn the playbook as best you can. And you might think that you have a grasp on it. But then once it comes time to get on the field and everyone's moving a lot faster and things are, you know, actually getting into game speed, it's really easy to miss your assignment and be in the wrong position and just overall to be doing the wrong things. And I felt like that provided a good bit of context to, uh, you know, rookies in general. Even last season, people complained that Jeremy Chen wasn't that great in coverage. Well, again, I expect him to make a jump this season and become even better as he becomes more familiarized with the playbook and and what we're trying to do um, uh, scheme-wise. And I just felt like it was interesting to kind of look at that because there's so many new guys, young guys on the football team, and they're all kind of learning on the job. So I don't know. I just what did he say about the middle part of his career and the later part of his career? So in the middle part of his career, he said he had a good feel for the defense. He said, I understood how training camp worked. I was established in my role on the team. And we always had such a great group of guys that I was excited to spend the next few weeks with. I was excited to compete every day on the field, uh, to work and grow on the team as a defensive unit. Um, he loved the challenge of working on new areas of his game once he could spend more time working on things that he needed to improve on rather than constantly looking through the playbook. It was all football right. all the time. And I think, again, we have a few guys that are in that part of their career. Um, you know, guys like Dante Jackson, hopefully, guys like DJ Moore, who are um, accustomed to what we're doing and why we're doing it. And now they just have to worry about the small details in their own training on how to get them to play their own best version of football. Um, so it's that point where you're becoming a veteran. You're not really, uh, you know, a, a true weathered season veteran yet, but you, you know, you're a, a stalwart on the team. You're somebody that people start to depend on, and you just become better as a player um, and as a person. Uh, I think. Um, that's one of the things that Luke um, uh, kind of mentioned. And then uh, I thought this is actually kind of cool. The last few years of training camp, um, you know, being a teacher, a, a lot of the guys that would come in, being able to uh, impart knowledge onto them, but also understanding that they're the newbie and they're the ones that are going through the first time jitters and learning the playbook. And, you know, he would go out of his way to try and uh, ease them into those kinds of things. But also, um, he mentioned this part where uh, Coach would give us the night off for meetings, and it was like he gave us the week off. Guys would go grab pizza together and head back to the rooms and play video games. It was like we were kids again after a high school game. Um, And, you know, it, it just, I imagine that you probably don't have too many of those moments. 
you know, as a as a weathered veteran, you know, where you just go to your dorm room and you're playing video games with your boys. Um, I, you know, I I think that's cool that at a certain point in your career you gain the level of respect and um, you know, just uh, reverence from your teammates. That yeah, this is one of the leaders of the football team. They know what they're doing. They're imparting knowledge onto the younger players. Um, and they get nights off uh, when the young newbies have to have to put in the hard work. So um, it was just fun, you know. And uh, I thought that it was um, interesting for Luke to come out now and give his perspective on these kinds of things and his playing time, especially while we're all as Panther Nation wondering what the future holds for Luke. You know, is he gonna? Join the Panthers again in some other form or fashion, maybe as nah, a he's a Redskin, bro. Tony he's a Washington, Washington football team contract, uh, which I don't, I don't agree with. Um, but I feel he might also just be done with football too. Maybe he might move on to some other things. But I just felt like uh, it was a good read. Uh, Lynn asked where I found this. This is on Sports Illustrated. Uh, if you're interested in reading the whole thing. And uh, yeah, dude, just a reason to talk about my man Luke. Any thoughts, CK? Oh man, I think uh, I mean it's. It, I think it's all kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> do we really think he's? I, I can't help, but do you really think he's about to go sign with the Redskins? No. Yeah, he's gonna no. be a coach, bro. Yes, no. he's gonna be a coach there, bro. He already gave him motivational speech. It don't matter, man. Like, okay, but just because Ron Rivera's there, no, nah, he, he didn't want to be a scout with the pan. How about this? I'm telling you, this is look. Matt Rule comes in. He's there as a. He's still under contract, right? He retires as soon as they, uh, not after they fire Ron Rivera. He waited, right? They hired Matt Rule. He met that staff, and then he retired. Then all of a sudden we go, oh, well, man, Luke Keekley be this fucking awesome ass linebackers coach. We would love to have him. Even Matt Rule's like, oh, we like Luke. You know, he said all the nice things. And then he becomes a scout for the Panthers. He becomes a scout for one year. And then my man who watches film, who loves the grind, who does all this, he says, I'd rather fish than be a scout. That's what he said. I want to, I want to. Enjoy. I, he said this. He's like, I, you guys know I love the outdoors. That's what he told us. I love the outdoors. I want to fish. I want to hunt. And I want to do this. And then he retires from being a scout. And then two weeks later, he's doing a motivational speech for Ron Rivera's linebacker group. Come on now. You're trying to tell me that football's out of this dude's blood? No way. Something is fishy here to me. I mean, couldn't it just be a favor to Ron Rivera, who was the only NFL sure, head it could coach be. that he's really ever known, you know? So then he just doesn't love football no more now. He said he was tired of football, and then the next week he gives a motivational speech to football players. I have a theory. I think I think maybe he ended up waiting too long, uh, you know, deciding what he wanted to do after football. I think his dream job, or I don't know what his dream job would have been, but I think the move would have been to make him the linebacker coach. Um, and uh, that way, uh, Phil Snow, as he continued to age and get older, he's an older guy, that Luke would kind of move into the That's the missed move. That's right. the and missed move. And I kind of think that Luke wanted to do that, but 
maybe you have, have no, but you just think that we all just wish that well, we don't have no reason to believe the, that. That's why I think it went to the scouting department because it was he like, could have gone well, to Washington football team if he wanted to be a linebacker coach. Something. Mm. I mean, well, I, I think I just this don't, is all just us. That's rose. That's rose colored glasses, homie. No, man, I really do think that he's going to, uh, if he does anything related to football, I think it's going to be here. I think he was doing a favor for Ron Rivera. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, he's not, he's not, gentleman's bet. Gentleman's bet. You're going to be, you're going to be licking, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be licking my balls, bro. No, you're going to have to lick mine. I can't. Balls. No, you're going to lick mine, dude. <laughs> You're gonna let mine. You're not even capable of it. That's, that's right. That's, that's what Jimmy said. Rizzo said. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is he's not gonna be a Washington football player. Damn it! Imagine if that. the old hat. What do you oh, think not. the old hats are gonna say about this? The old hats read this article about how training camp was when I was a beginner, a middle, and the end. And the old hats are going to be like, we used to run two-a-days. We break people's jaw. Mike Minner broke dude's jaws. He broke, um, who was the racist quarterback we had that went, to, and he was good in uh, New York. We had him for a minute. He was very good, actually. Good guy was early. Yeah, well, he got in a fight. He called somebody the N-word Gary in the locker room. Yes, Gary Collins. Mike Minner, I'm pretty sure, broke Kerry Collins' jaw in practice or something. Like, one of these two. You know what I'm saying? Like, these old hats are going to be like, oh, well, way to reminisce, Luke Keekly, about how you got to put eat pizza in video games, and we were busting ass back in the day. It's soft these days. Training camp is soft these days, and that's fine because they're the most elite athletes in the world. But I promise you, bro, you got rose-colored glasses when it comes to Luke Kuechly. No, man, you get these yeah, crazy. You can, no, you get you're a conspiracy theorist. That's what you are. I'm a conspiracy yeah, theorist. I'm just watching the news, job. bro. You're I'm just watching the stuff. evidence, bro. Nah, you're I'm just, just the evidence. Nah, you're throwing no, noodles at the refrigerator. That's what you're doing. You're throwing noodles at the fridge to see what sticks. That's all it is. I'm doing oh, the same thing, and I, 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 like I like you. my theory. I like, I like my theory. He wanted to be with us, waited too long, and said, fuck it. I'm going to go do some other shit. Right. What else we got to talk about tonight before the cat calls? Anything? Yes. Yeah. Um. So, PFF. Shout out PFF and their account. They've been giving us some good uh, discussion topics. But I figured this would be something uh, cool for us to, to kind of mention. And uh, the question is, ESPN versus PFF. Which cornerback ranking list do you agree with more? And uh, PFF comes out, and they have Yair Alexander as number one, Jalen Ramsey as number two, Marlon Humphrey as number three, Xavier Howard number four, and then look who just decides to pop on him. Creep up up in there. Yeah. A second-round pick for... From a school nobody knows that remembers the name Samford, right? Wasn't it Samford? Yes, yeah, Samford College. Bulldog. I think that's what it was. Imagine yeah. having James Bradbury and uh, and and JC Horn. JC Horn. I know. Dude, those would be would not like, be the worst. It would not be the worst. My gosh. Anyway. It would and, not be the worst. Then uh uh, ESPN's 
top five is Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Xavier Howard, Stephon Gilmore, and Tredavious White. Number one, I'm going to go out on the limb and say in a very short amount of time, any name that isn't J.C. Horns at number one will be absolutely blasphemous, dude. Oh, my God. Will be absolutely blasphemous, dude. Um, Homerific. So- Man, you know what they had last night? They had the Home Run Derby. That's what they had, and you a home run man. <laughs> He's a homer. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Wait, man. Wait, show me his footwork. Oh, bro, I'm about to show you. I'm about to show all you. Right, I, I want to see. see. You all tell me. Uh, I'm interested in this. Is I think Xavier Howard is the underrated guy in these lists, bro. I'm telling you, man, this dude is a baller. Tredavious White. I'm gonna have to look for him more. I think Stefan Gilmore is living off the name now at this point. At this That's point, it I does uh, it does kind of seem like that. But which uh, which like is there uh, out of any of these lists? Do you think one is more? Uh, I don't know. I Honestly, like this I list. I like this list. Dude, I like PFS. Doesn't even have Yair Alexander. But I really what? like Tredavious White too. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know. But um, all right, show me why you know, I'm. Yeah, supposed man. To, come yeah. on, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. We're all waiting here while J.C. Horn's number one. He's about to show his foot foot drills again. I love the foot drills. I'm telling you, we have never had a talent. Like this, Charles Godfrey. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. This could be the best one. I hope he is. And dude, but I mean that that mirror skills, the press skills. He's so fast. He's so quick. He's, he's so big as fuck. Look at those thighs. And mean, by the look, way, look, long. Is, he's long. He's long. And it's the off season, man. The, I agree. Like this, I agree. this dude, this dude's out out there balling, preparing himself. To be a shutdown corner. Look, there's no separation right If there. he becomes he the number one corner, how about this? To get an interception. If always. he becomes the number one corner in the league and the guy after him becomes the number one tackle in the league, what's more valuable? Who was the guy that went after him? Rashawn Slater? Uh, yeah, Rashawn Slater. So my question to you is this. Is that... I agree. Like, I mean, this guy is, and I love Joe Horn. And I know that you're, as a Panther fan, you're not supposed to say that, but fantasy, the phone, the phone call out of the shit. Remember, he pulled the cell phone out. I do. I like that. Like, I I never have no fault with uh, Joe Horn. But if he becomes the number one corner and Rashawn Slater becomes the number one tackle, are you are you just saying that's a wash? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It depends. It's close, isn't I it? Mean, that's kind of close. I mean, if you're talking number one and number one, that's pretty close. That's a think, wash. Think, think of it this way: all of the real elite teams that have won Super Bowls recently, you know, the real elite defenses had that corner presence. They had, you know, whether it was the Legion of Boom or the No Fly Zone with Denver. Or you know, a, a lot of the 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 teams that win well, the Bucks defensive didn't have no championships. Lockdown guy last year. 
they didn't have a lot down guys, but they also they weren't slack and the name of the all right. Who was who won it before the bucks? But they have the uh, uh, I'm challenging this idea. You're challenging what idea? I mean, how many top tier, uh, you know, every Super Bowl? It might be an interesting discussion in and of itself, like going through ES, uh, or going through Super Bowl winners, like how many of them have a dominant franchise. But yeah, oh, versus, the, 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 versus yeah. a dominant. Versa, yeah, that's Who's next week's show. That's next week's show, bro. That's next Maybe week's so, show. Yeah, uh, shout that. out to Swiss ninety four and Carlton Davis for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's really, really good. Um, I mean, That's again, so my my point is this: like J C Horn, we have never had this kind of talent at the cornerback position. We're going to be Charles to Godfrey be- was close, bro. I know it was a little Dude, bit before I don't give the a time. Damn. He was I don't our, give a damn. No, he was no, our no, best no. corner. No, care. Charles no, Godfrey, Charles no, Godfrey is our best. No. Not Charles Godfrey. Help me out. That's not Charles Godfrey. I don't even Help know who you're out. talking who about. I don't even care. Nah, they don't come I already said the wrong name. And no. That's bullshit. They are our best corner. Chat room, help me out. It's not Charles Godfrey. It don't matter. Whoever it is, they don't come close. To the kind of physical talent that JC Horn represents. So, like, I, I'm just thrilled for what he could do for our defense, man. We're going to be able to build around him on our defensive backfield right. for a long time to come, man. I mean, I'm this is so. the type of this is the type of guy you put on the team's number one wide receiver and shut shit down, dude. And I, I'm pumped about that. And it's like, listen, of course I want to have Gamble. a franchise Thank you, left John tackle. Jenkins. Thank you, John Jenkins. You cannot Dude, say he's better good. than Chris whatever. Gamble when he ain't Jesse never played Horn. before. Wait, Chris Gamble is our best. He represents in a better physical talent coming out Thank of college you. than has ever been on the Carolina Panthers. I said Charles Godfrey. You should y'all, y'all should all say shame me for saying that name. <laughs> shame me. I mean, it didn't matter what name you were saying. Chris they weren't JC Horn. That's I'm bad with point. names. It don't matter what name Dude, he ain't even played yet. He ain't even Horn. played yet. Look, I hope he's the best, but he's got to beat Chris. And Campbell's I'm already number. riding his nuts. That's right. J.C. Horn is shut. You're not even good at that. Down though. this year. I'll get good not at it. Not even good at that. I'll get good at it. I'll fucking get good at it. And Just I'll be the right mess on with John, Joe Rizzo. All right. Is, that it? is there anything else to talk about tonight before we get to cat calls? That's it, Tony. Oh, no, there is one more thing, and that is, um, did you hear that Russell Okung is waiting for a reasonable offer? He's waiting patiently for an adequate offer. Is he going to get, what is an adequate, I mean, like, I'm going to pay him in Litecoin, bro. (laughs) I I bought Litecoin, so I buy the crypto now, just in little bits. Yeah. Just so I can play on this poker site I play with this poke I play on this online poker site and they take crypto, so I try to buy a little crypto and then I wait for it to go up four dollars and then I put fifty bucks on, that, on those <laughs> websites and we're like, oh, if I lose four bucks on the blackjack, who gives a fuck? Right. Um, nah, man, like why wouldn't he? I mean, what's the adequate offer? What's it going? He would take ten million. Well, imagine if somebody said, I'll give you seven million. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm cool good. with it. I'll be good. My crypto crypto's down this week. 
And how about this? Any any y'all mofos that talk junk about Russell Okun every now and then, I'm going to call out uh, Koontz, and he's a great follow on Twitter, at Koontz or whatever. I can't even remember it, but he's funny as fuck on Twitter. I've shouted him out a lot. But uh, you remember when uh, Bitcoin and all, like the crypto had the drop like about three weeks ago, like a super drop. He's like, oh, I wonder what Russell Okun's thinking now. And I said to him, I tweeted him back. I said, bro, he's still up 35%. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell? All right. Um, so Russell Okung, should he be an option for the Carolina Panthers? You tell me, Cody. You're on mute. You muted yourself, and that's why it's another warm body, bro. I don't give a damn. Like, we already have so many guys that are in contention. If you would add Russell Okung to that lineup, that doesn't give me any more uh you know, better feelings about the left tackle position with him being here. Like I see a bunch of warm bodies or I see a starter and he didn't do anything to prove that he was a starter last year. Um, and he was always injured too, man. So it's That's like, it. man, it's better. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you're not, I'm trying to know. bring you on a $4 million deal. Sorry. I give you $4 million on doge right now. And that's about it. Um, uh, slam us up with the banner, the Avolta banner real quick. We're about to jump into cat calls, please. It's the longest running Panthers podcast. This is C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the show. We would really appreciate it if you jump in the chat room, share the show, smash the thumbs up button wherever you're watching, retweet, like, all that. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of that. Tonight's cat calls brought to you by Avolta. No money down. You can, uh, if you live in North and South Carolina, your homeowner, you can cut the cord and you can get a fixed rate on your energy. You can put some solar panels in your house yep. and you don't have to deal with the energy company anymore. And that's it. And you get these tax uh, breaks and all of that. Call Kevin Brown, solar consultant, 704-215-33. Seven three. If you're watching on the stream, K Brown at Avolta.us. Let's jump into these cat calls and see where it goes. And hopefully. So, what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty. You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So, how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. What's up, C3? It's a first-time caller. Go by the name of Big Slim out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I was watching his show, man, and uh, y'all Big probably Slim. address this next week because his show about over with. But uh, I was calling in uh, regards to the retiring numbers. I was thinking maybe we can put some stipulations on some numbers. Like the... Well, I think we should uh, retire number one. But um, numbers Your like boy. 88, 58, uh, I think we should retire 90. <clears throat> Agreed. I think we should retire 89. 
But uh, some of those numbers that's in question, maybe we could put some stipulations on them, like uh, maybe uh, lock lock the numbers for three years so nobody can wear those numbers for three years. Uh, no rookie can wear them. No software can wear those numbers. And um, after a player's eligible, meaning after two years, if they want to wear a certain number like 88 or – 90 or whatever, uh, they have to get approval from the player themselves. So, uh, let me know what y'all think about that. So put stipulations on the number for three years, lock it out for, lock it out for three years, no sophomore, no rookie. And, um, uh, after a, a sophomore season, they can ask the player the weather number. So yeah, let me know what y'all think about that. I, I think Keep the only out. number to um I think the only number to retire is 89. I mean, I I and look as a as the biggest Julius Peppers fan there is and the second biggest Cam Newton fan there is to everybody. I'm telling y'all. Like y'all see see what these people say I say about camp people named Cam. Like you can't say I don't love Cam. I think eighty nine is the only number to retire. I do. Like I'm, I, I'm ready to kind of like look. If I consent, or if I'm okay with giving up the ninety, you got to be uh, okay with giving up the fifty nine. Fair enough. Uh, fifty. I, I don't know, man. No, I mean, like, maybe you. Maybe we we'll just have to disagree on this. I don't want to see no other motherfucker wearing number one and number fifty nine. Sorry, don't want to see it. Maybe I'm a first. Which, which one? Which one would you prefer? Which one would make you more upset? One I don't want to see nobody though. wearing number one. I don't want to see no one wearing number one who isn't named Cameron Jarrell Newton. That's really how I feel. That's the C- end, but, but CK, am I wrong? What do you think? CK, I mean, what do I'm you think? A, I'm in the same boat. I mean, like, I, I, I agree. Like, obviously, I don't want to see another person wearing number one, but do I see do I see retirement on anytime soon? I don't like, I just, I'd love to say 59. What about 59? Am I right? Is it 89? The only number? Nope. 89 is the only surefire hall of famer that we have. That was uh, pretty much that wanted to be a Carolina Panthers entire life. Whereas, you know, even if you wanted to take, Julius Pepper into the he equation. He might not even be a surefire. To be honest, Steve Smith might not be a surefire. I mean, he's not going to be a fan. first ballot. But right. but again, think- are we just basing this on whether or not they get into the Hall of Fame or not? I, I don't think that's the no, final but- credential that determines whether No, it, can, it just can't be because we loved you and we want to suck you off. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, is like, if that's the case, that, though. Here's here's yes, the problem. Yes, it is. That's no, exactly what it Cam is. Cam Newton won an MVP wearing number one as the best quarterback that we've ever had. And especially if no one like. So you retire the number. Numbers? You retire the number from one season. That's. I mean, that's the. It's that's not, the part it's not that, just one season, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not just one was. season. You just said MVP. You started with MVP first of all. That's what you started with. You didn't start with career this, career that. And look, yes, it's like I think Cam, Cam Newton, Newton is a, I think he's awesome. I think he's awesome. But like my man didn't. Mm. 
I just think that's a little rich. My man didn't what? My man carried this entire fucking offense for a decade. How is that not enough? Less than a decade. But but here's here's the other part to that, right? Jake DeLome was our best quarterback up until Cam Newton. We didn't retire him. Yeah, right? but he also he, doesn't deserve we to, to be retired. We though. went to a Super Bowl. He he had some phenomenal years with Steve Smith. Like he had some phenomenal years. Like he was up there with like he got a a, a big ass contract because he was worthy of it because he played so well. Like same concept. Like it, 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 we didn't retire it after that. And that was like listen, the bar has been raised with Cam Newton. Don't get me wrong. But the same thing, like if let's say that uh, we we haven't retired Jordan Gross's, he's been our best left tackle ever to play as, as a Carolina Panther. A gra- we, great point. We great didn't point. we didn't retire Dan Morgan's number because he was the greatest linebacker for decades, and I mean for a decade until Luke Kuechly was there. Imagine if Luke Kuechly couldn't wear his number. Well, yeah, but what? I mean, oh, I, okay. I, I, I just, just don't know pretend. why we should retire. No, but do we just all of a sudden quickly. pretend like like number one? Like, oh, yeah, it's just in your own number, and anyone can have it. Do you know the Dallas Cowboys no, have not retired, like, Michael Irvin's number? Yeah, we ain't the Cowboys, They haven't retired. They didn't, they're American. Well, they no, also no, 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 But my point being Cowboys, is at some man. point you can't retire any more numbers. And right now, like, I think a Hall of Honor is way more respectful than the retiring numbers. Retiring numbers is like, a, it's like empty calories to me. You know what I mean? It's I just like, it's like, it's, I agree Nobody should wear one for, like the caller said, like three to That's five great, years. Yeah, the caller's like, right. That, is, that yes. makes sense like, to me. Maybe even yeah. eight. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's a good. That's a good middle ground. Like, that's why it's a good call. I mean, it is a middle ground. It's not like one way or the other. You know, yeah. it's kind of like there's a grace period, and then you have to ask for that person's permission. I think that's cool. You know, asking. Uh, you know. If somebody can, uh, and you can't retire, man. Like it's like me trying to say, I, I think we should retire Pepper's number, and I don't really think that. But like Pep is the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Like you say MVP. This motherfucker's defensive player. This and that. Rick, you know he did all that shit. But I don't think we should really retire number ninety. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a fucking defensive end, you better wear number 90. Like, that's a good number for a defensive end. I I think I agree with CK saying, put these mugs in the Hall of Honor before we start talking about retiring their numbers. I agree with Lynn. To me, these these numbers are the ones that are the most sacred to me. The ones that... 88 is rich. 88 is so rich. Greg Olson is the richest one. Man, I'm sorry. That's just a hard I don't think anyone's saying retire 88 because, again, that's obviously not happening. But, again, it's just like those are the numbers that, to me, it's you know, it's hard to see and envision other people wearing those numbers. Although we're going to have to get over it with uh, Terrace Marshall this year, but right. duh, <laughs> duh, and duh. I stand and for I, Cam. This cripple right. stands for Cam all the time. I made that fucking shirt, all bro. The time. I made that shirt. I made that song. I live the life. Okay, I'll defend Cam till death, bro. I don't uh, fuck, fuck me logic, too, bro. reason, any of that other shit. I'm a hundred percent riding on that Cameron Jarrell Newton name, bro. 
That's a sacred name, Listen, sacred number. You, Bro. we all I love guess. Cam. If like you I said, we straight, all you love would ride Cam. on the Cam dick. <laughs> but I just, uh, I can't, I can't see a logical scenario where I mean, it's like even with eighty nine. Like I mean, eighty nine is probably the closest to untouchable of any number out there. He but is I still the don't, untouchable. He's I still the don't know. Not that, only the right. If I, I don't it know is that he retire, retirable. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I mean, I just don't know. I like, agree. I agree. <laughs> Like we haven't had a, a single quarter or a single player that for more than one year was considered the best at their position uh, as a Panther, like except for maybe Luke, and and maybe I, I wouldn't even know if you would put him. He was always debated. No, nah, like, because they were always like Wagner and this and that. Exactly, like they put those all those dudes up there, and I know we were all of. He was dope, man. He was very, very good. He's like the greatest of the great for that right. time period. But I don't know. I feel like you, when you retire the number, it's got to be like this crazy extended legacy. <sighs> you know? Like I'm a, sorry. Like, and like I think me? the closest person to that is Steve Smith. And for someone who wants it to be number 90, I want it to be number 90. Julius Peppers is the greatest player that ever played for the Carolina Panthers. It's true. It's your opinion. And I love Pep. No, it's straight true, bro. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Nobody else is. Tell me uh, who ever played for the Carolina Panthers. Some people say Steve Smith. He's not first ballot, bro. He's not first bout. And look, I do think he's probably, he's arguably the greatest player that ever played for the Panthers because he played his whole legacy there. But he's not first ballot. Julius Peppers is, man. He's like fourth all time. Man, man, he's just a dope. He's a goat. You know so you can't retire people's numbers, bro. You know like who I that. think the best, best Panther player of all time is. Cameron Artist Payne is my favorite. How about yours? Uh, Ed, you do love all, all players named Cam, so at least you're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're Woo. consistent. Woo. <laughs> Who's your favorite then? Cam and Jarrell Newton. I stand with oh, Cam, he said. Did, did you not hear I made the that shirt. I made that I shirt, bro. This I made that shirt. Stands with Cam. Is the best Panther player ever. Yeah. Nobody does take it to a new one. level. Yeah, of course. That takes yeah, it no. to a new level when this cripple says, I stand with Cam. I stand I with Cam. Until the end of time. Until I draw my last breath, Cam Newton, best quarterback to uh, ever play for the Panthers. There was the caveat at the end. 252-228-1598. Hi, Anthony. I'm ready to share my thoughts. Oh, my God. It's my oh, mom. Baba, I've done everything that I can. Uh -oh. To contact you, so now I'm trying this. <laughs> oh no! Remember, she said, uh, "Damn, I've been trying to call you, and I can't get in touch with you." Next call, mom. I'm calling you all the time. You don't answer your phone. Next call. Panthers podcast. How y'all doing? G, G What's up, bro? Hey, Cody. I tried to get on the, the Friday show, man, but. Something was going up. Something, something's going wrong with my phone. Love this show. You, bro. Love this show. We'll do it again. Hey, man. Let me ask y'all something. I don't know if y'all saw it. I looked down on Google, and they said that uh, it's a possibility K.J. Wright could come to Carolina. 
Mm. And before people start going crazy and everything, I remember in May they were saying that the Rams are going to pick him up. My opinion, if KJ Wright, KJ Wright comes to the Panthers, whoo, all linebacker courts are going to be vicious. But the thing is, somebody's going to get left out. You know, it's not going to be Hassan Riddick. You know, and I got to be Perryman from LA thinking Shaq Thompson's on the outside looking in a little bit, man. I really mm. do. Cause Shaq, Shaq Thompson is an all right linebacker, but he is not all that what he used to be. And the reason why I say that, I truly believe Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis showed him, but he was in their daggone shadow. Let's be honest, gentlemen. He is in their daggone shadow, man. So KJ Wright comes to the Panthers. I seriously doubt, I seriously doubt that Phil Snow would bench this damn dude. And plus, look at our GM, where he come from, Seattle. Hey, man, that would be a good fit to me, man. Give me your your takes on that, because that's really been messing with my mind. And always remember, y'all, always remember, keep pounding. Christian Miller will never see the day of light on the Carolina Panthers field. Sorry. And mad shout out to Lynn, who was the one who made that I stand with Cam. The feather in the cap. It was so fantastic. And Lynn, I am she made she's the actual designer of the shirt. She is the designer. Straight up, she has oh, so a lot the, of shirts for so me. So Lynn threw the flag on you, is what you're saying? No, I was actually it was like, hey, well, you're right, probably. <laughs> yeah. And Lynn, <laughs> I will put this bit. out. Lynn, this is what. Um, so we took a year off from shirts, and I do put up the like. I, I like when I buy the shirts, I don't do it through the Teespring or whatever. I just end up buying the shirts. And I just spend like you know six hundred bucks or whatever it is. Not it's it's a lot, but it's not a lot. Lynn, this is what I want, or what I think would be a great, and not what I want. It's not like an instruction, but I think we got to do a twenty-two Jeremy t- Chin Chin check. Chin check. I've been saying this. Chin check is like the dope joint. Jeremy Chin. Chin check. That's what I need. Like some, there's some sort of vision there with that. Uh, my mom called in and she said, "I ain't talked to you." And you know what, mom? I have talked to you. Uh, next call. Wait, did we talk about KJ Wright? Joey, I haven't oh, called no, in a while. KJ Wright, tell me about KJ Wright. Well, no, his uh, G was 100 correct that uh, he's always been in the shadows of uh, Luke Kikwe and Thomas Davis. KJ Wright, um, who is that? That's not even his he's name. A, he's an outside linebacker. Jer- I thought it was Jeremy. Uh, I thought it was Jeremy. Uh, no, not Jeremy Chin, but the the guy from NC State or something. Is it KJ Wright? Is that the guy's name? I don't think that's the right name. Yeah, KJ Wright's the the linebacker. Mm. Hmm. I ain't never heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he was on Seattle, dude. He was like a freaking... Oh, okay, so then hold on. No, I got a bone to pick. And someone tell me if I'm stupid or not. So this is the tweet that I saw earlier from Jeremy Fowler. It was four hours I thought it was ago. Jermaine something. Jermaine... No, 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 no. This is to the Taylor Moten thing. Okay, tell me who's wrong here. Jeremy Fowler comes out and says uh, that on extending... Uh, this is four hours ago. 
teams have two hours before deadline. Many tad players trending toward no deal barring change. So if the if the deadline was uh, two hours ago and this or two hours after this tweet was made four hours ago, then isn't the deadline today? Is it today or is it Thursday? Because Jeremy Fowler is making it sound like it's today that's the right. deadline that they had to have new contracts. Mm. So whatever, dude, I'm not wrong. I did my job. I read Jermaine the Carter correctly. is the name I was thinking about. Jermaine Carter. By the way, all of us are trying to figure out whether we were right or wrong. Cody is figuring out the <laughs> uh, the date. I'm trying to figure out whoever this is. telling me about. I'm wrong. Like, Jermaine I'm Carter. Crazy, man. <laughs> Dude, I am not crazy. I know what I read, and that's the shit that I read, dude. Say it one more time. Say the it, pan- more time, it said the Panthers have time. the Panthers have interest in. Okay, Jeremy Fowler wrote this four hours ago. He said, "You know, he's Panthers, a big douche canoe." By the way, yeah, sure. Right, they ahead. have interest in extending Taylor Moten, but Moten has been prepared to play on the franchise tag for quite some time, so there'd be a gap to bridge, per sources. Teams have two hours before a deadline. Many tagged players trending toward no deal barring change. So, well, like, two hours before a deadline, you didn't say when the deadline was. It could be October for all we know. But that, it's okay, Thursday, the way that, bro. The way that yeah, you're wrong. It's Thursday. The way that tweet makes it sound is that the deadline is two hours from when he made the tweet. Right. So I blame Jeremy Fowler, bro. I tell you, I, I don't I don't take any any credit for being wrong or whatever. I never any do. Blame. Right? You don't take the blame. Yeah, same on me, right? <laughs> I I feel like we should just worship Cephas in the chat room. We should worship. I, I just feel like we should pray to Cephas. He said nobody knows anything about anything. All Cephas knows how to do. Is talk shit about every single Panther <laughs> player, man. He don't like JC Horn. He don't like none of our coaches. He already knows that Sam Donald. I feel like we should worship shit. him like an idol somewhere. Like we should light some sage for him or something. <laughs> I like Cephas. I, I like people that are like. Nah, I like him. I don't want to go nowhere, man. but damn, man. Like, man, good God. Next call. Cephas is 150 IQ. Hey, guys. Joey. I haven't called in a while, have I? Uh, I guess not, but I was at work today and I was thinking about, uh, I heard talk on here about, it was here and, uh, I think it was the Romney NFL podcast, but, uh, we talked about it here, son, about an NFL draft lottery. And... I don't like that because, like, if the first five picks are in a lottery format, doesn't that mean the damn uh, Patriots could cheat their way into the first-round pick all the time? You know they could. You know they because you know how they are. Or, um, but I was thinking, no, seriously, at work, I was thinking that uh, our current system allows – a GM who knows what the hell he's doing to move up into theoretically even the first pick. I mean, no team is going to give away that, especially if they suck. Um, 
But like the Niners did, I don't even know what pick they had. It was a, it was a fairly crappy pick. But thank you, Lynn. Who they trade their pick? They were some weird trades. They basically ended up wound their way up to uh, number three overall, and ended up taking arguably their quarterback for the future because Jimmy G is the future over there. Sorry, but he's not. Uh, but yeah. What do you guys think about that? I mean, could that be done with a lottery or not? Anyway, guys. I'm 100% opposed to the lottery. Yeah. 100% opposed to it because I don't even like the NBA. I think their NBA, <laughs> the, the draft that they have is the worst draft it's in so the history bad. of the world. It's like almost worse than baseball, which baseballs is like 78 rounds. So who even gives a fuck about baseball? My point being is this, is that every year that they have the lottery, what do motherfuckers say? Rigged. Right, yeah, rigged. 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 it's just rigged, rigged. Like, come on, like, if we want to just lottery, constantly be doing with that, like, no one is even. It's almost like the the college football joint where they're trying to like, like, we almost want to go back to the BCS rankings. You know, I mean, like, come on, no, is that we're I like the worst team gets the best pick. I like yeah, that. I, I like that too. Things right. Plus, like, if you look at the Hornets, I feel like we're perpetually, no matter what our record is, we're always picking 13 or 14. Like, always. It doesn't matter. They could be the worst team in the league, and they have the most lottery balls, and it goes to New York. Yeah, and like, Every time, it's rigged. It's rigged. Is, it's is, rigged. Tanking, is tanking such a problem in the NFL that we have to do this lottery thing? Like no, I think it works nah, out. No, not at all. But it, right. it, it it works out well though. That it's like if you're one of the best teams in football, you get a chance to rebuild your roster with the most right. premium draft picks in the draft, and that's how it happens. And that's how all he these meant the dumpster, worst team, but yeah, that's how all these yeah all, worst team. That's how all these dumpster fire football teams uh, get to you know update their talent. You know, a, a franchise quarterback or or whatever it is, you know, I, I just, I like, why would you want to model yourself out of any other league that isn't the best league in the world? Right. The NFL, in fact, we talked about this with the Jersey. Remember when they were talking about the alternate helmets and the right. alternate jerseys. And we said this yep. is that the NFL is such a fan, like it's such a behemoth. Like they are the, the biggest, they're the biggest company in the world, ultimately, when it comes to sports. They don't have to innovate. Why would you try? You know what? That That's what the AFL does, is does a lottery. or And they don't exist. But what I'm saying is this, is that the NBA needs more people watching them. MLB needs more people watching them. The NFL needs to make minor changes to make the shit more conducive. That's it. They need to make the game a little bit faster. They need to change the colors on the helmets. But they don't have to worry. But they could take a nap and still make a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean. um... 
I don't think like, the lottery, man. Who likes the lottery? I did, who likes being thing. the worst team in the league and I, then picking seventh? This is my thing. Find me any league or organization that has a better draft than the NFL. Oh, shit. Um, by the way, I was watching I, and I wrote it. God, I'm going to have to ask my wife. I was watching a TV show. And they, it's like a series. Like, I mean, like, I'm, I don't think, I'm watching uh, Succession right now. Love it. The new season is coming soon. It's all right. All right. Is it coming? It's pretty the, good. The, the third it's pretty season. good. It's not great. It's not awful. It's it's good. It's not fantastic, though. Where are you at in the, in the show? What, uh... I mean, season two, episode five or something. It's okay. It's pretty I good. I like it. But I was watching some joint and what am I? God, hold on. What were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, and this guy said uh, they were making, what show was it? Oh, no, I was watching, it was a Bill Burr. That's what it was. I was watching a Bill Burr stand-up comedy special and he made so much fun of Muggs watching the NFL draft. (laughs) He was like, these nerds. Who's up next? Seven, and I was like, we got to play that on the podcast next week. <laughs> anyway, it was a Bill Bershaw. Anyway. All right. Um, next call. Do you got anything else to say about that? You want a lottery, Cody? No. Fuck the NBA, man. I don't even like it. I don't. I, I have. Uh, so my friend is a super soccer fan. And he's so mad at me because I don't like soccer. Like, I don't like soccer. I'm like, just not into it. My sports, and he was like, "Why do you like violence. this sport? Why do you like this sport? You like the NBA? Why do you like this?" And I said, "This is man. I don't like sports with too many games. Like the reason I like the NFL is it's digestible. It happens once a week for each team. There's a limited amount of the players, and it only happens over four months. Right." But like I just can't watch. I mean, I love. I'm like I'm a Cubs fan. I grew up on that shit. I'm like this and that. But I can't watch 160 games. That's just too much of my life. Look, I did a podcast for the last nine years for a team that plays 16 weeks a year. How am I going to do that for Not a team wrong. that plays 160 games? Sorry. All no. right, next call two five two 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 eight fifty nine. What's up, C three? Diesel Drew. What up, my Love man? Look forward to every Tuesday night with you boys, and especially during COVID and in the off season, I'm I'm looking for anything Panthers related. You guys are my number one. Uh, I want to say I'm a big conspiracy theorist. Here's my number one conspiracy from last season: Christian McCaffrey. And Action Jackson, Dante Jackson, were the easiest way for a owner, a.k.a. through Herney, to bench players via injury, via the doctor's orders, to sit guys and have a soft tank without actually wrecking the season. Uh, I think their injuries were, were not as merited as they seem. I think they're going to be good players this, this coming season. Like they're both going to be healthy and ball out. What do you guys think about that? Number two, I've seen a lot of Panthers. Hold on. Can I YouTube. pause it there? Can we just pause it there and then we'll go to number two? 
so we don't have to go back. We'll listen to number two. Soft tank. I got to say one uh, racist word, Washington. Wait. We won. We, if it was a soft tank, it won't saw. It was too soft. What do you mean by what? what Washington, what? the Washington football team. We 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 lose to that team. We're a top. We're we we're picking Zach Wilson, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I'm saying, like, is that yeah. is a soft tank the right way? Is and I think he's right. You know, what I'm saying, I think everybody understood. We shut down Christian McCaffrey. We did. You know, what I'm saying we protected himself from himself. We did all of that, you know. I mean, but at the same time, did we really tank when we had the opportunity? We're one loss away from being in the top three, and then we find ourselves at what eight? Fuck that, man! How do we beat the Falcons? And these motherfuckers are picking but ahead of us. But if you're somebody Fuck like Don- if you're somebody like Dante Jackson. And your contract is coming up in a year or two. Yeah, at that time. he can't. He can't yeah, fuck he, around. He, he can't just be like, "All right, well, I'll just you know take time off. You know, there's less time that people are going to be seeing me on the field because there's no guarantee what can happen to him this year. I mean, he could end up getting hurt or whatever. So it's like I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that. I mean, again, maybe that's the way you do it by just pulling them off the field and just not letting them even have the say. So. Like, I think hey, Christian, yes. Is Christian, yes. Christian, yes, but who really gives a fuck about Dante Jackson? Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more true for Christian than it is for... We hope Dante, Dante Jackson's going to be cool, but come on, like, what's the best he's going to be? Right. But again, you would have said the same thing about Josh Norman before his final year. No, but he's not six one, man. Dante Jackson five eight, bro. Like, I mean, what's the best he could be? Yeah, it don't matter five. if he plays no, his there, best. There's some ass good players that are, he's gonna be a nickel five, corner. 10, he's gonna be a nickel corner. That's the best he can be. On that, no. On that, the height. Is, so again, he might end up being a nickel, but the height. So you think he's gonna be the best shutdown corner in the league or something? I don't. I didn't that say shit. that shit. I said I believe that he can step up and be more than. Then why are we protecting has. him? No, I don't think that we were protecting him. But I think that uh, if you look at Xavier Howard, um, uh, Jair Alexander, those guys are like five ten, five eleven, and he's probably faster than all of those guys. So again, Xavier it's a bit, it's a it's a big time prove it year. For Dante Jackson. Oh, without question. But if I, again, we're going to be in another situation if he balls out that we were with Josh Norman. Like, yeah, I mean, again. Yeah. And but then we're going to be in the same spot we were with James Bradbury. We're going to be in this professional it, cycle of like a cornerback a, a coming in, being okay for a little bit, then being really good, and then leaving and going and taking I that somewhere else. I'm not worried about. Dante Jackson just like outproving us. Like we we set the expect expectation too high for him from the beginning. Right. I'm saying he's a ball hawk. He's this and that. But what I do like about him is that the new coaching staff hasn't given up on him. Yeah. You know I'm saying like it felt been. like the old coaching staff said, "Fuck you. We ain't trying to deal with it." Yeah. You know, and it's not even that he's even that big of a problem. 
And like, and like you said, and this is the comparison to Josh Norman. You remember, like, Ron Rivera wasn't fucking with Josh Norman's kind of um, off-kilter style or whatever you want to call it. But Dante hasn't shown enough for long enough. But I am encouraged by the fact that this new co- that that the coaching staff likes him. They like him, dude. They've yeah. kept him around. And you know what I'm saying? They ain't fucking around with it. Like they think he could be something. Yeah. And that is cool to me. You know, you know what a lot of this says to me is that we haven't done a good job developing a lot of our players. I mean, why is it also that we're talking about players that leave the Panthers go on and they're balling out for other football teams? James Bradbury, Daryl Williams. You know, I mean, there, there are guys. Man, don't that, say Daryl Williams. Shut up, a Daryl Williams. Hey, man. James Bradbury's the only one. Da- James Bradbury, tell me one Talk other player that's bought up. Daryl Williams ain't done him. shit, man. And Fuck he helped that. them Dar- tremendously last year. How about this? Shut he's a better up. Bill this, than this, he was this, a Panther. Tony, you you're, like not, you're, not, no, you're not admitting that the Panthers aren't good at developing their talent. And they're not. Traditionally, they have not been. And oh, well, that's why I'm, not, I'm guys, admitting that, but James Bradbury is the only fly. loss, bro. James Brad, tell me one other player that's going on been great or good. Yeah. James Bradbury is the only one, bro. He's the James only Bradbury one. has been good up there. Uh, Let me regardless of what Let you say. Daryl Williams, hear right now. For the Buffalo Daryl Williams, shut uh, up. A, uh, then how about uh, uh, AJ Klein, uh, Klein is still. Uh, I, I think better than he ever was. How about Mario Addison? Mario Addison. Let me bail you out. Let me bail you out. There's even more. There's even more. The point being, the guys that the Panthers draft, a lot of times they'll leave. None of these guys are good, bro. They've all been terrible. Mario is the best. He's cream of the crop. And he opted out in COVID. So, yeah. So, did we miss Ron? But, no. Nobody has been fantastic. I'll give you Star, then. I'll give you Star. We don't. Right. We, we have not developed our Don't talent say Mario Addison, Charlotte. The, the, the best possible talent that on, on the same that this we could incredible. have had. We didn't develop What's the opposite of incredible? Inedible. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is the opposite of incredible. I'm sorry. I can't believe it. Next call. Content or actually, continue like, call. Well, we're in a drought. It's, it's in that drought part of the season. We're ready for the football to kick off. But I've been watching a lot of hot takes. On you just heard them. Best I'm Tony. and worst case scenarios. Overall record predictions. What? What are your guys' overall record predictions? Best case scenario, Panthers win loss, looking at the schedule. Uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. Love you My guys. My man, John Kidd, Pereira said Taylor. I agree. He's better than all of them. Uh, uh, all right. So, record predictions for the Carolina Panthers, right? So, I want, us to do, I want us to do at before the season, like an official predictor. And then that way we can see after the season who was right on their official predictions. But if we're just ballparking. How about um, this? Over 500 or under five? Let's do this. Over 500 or under 500? Well, no. I mean, I think we're going to, like, I, I like the high and low side. Like, I, I, So, for example, I think at our worst, I would say we're a, what, 4 and 12? 
Four and twelve. God I don't want something five. I mean, Four, bad. Damn. It, we it, have it, an extra, that's that's extra game now. You got to get the seventeen. I think. So yeah, it would be okay. four and thirteen, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Four and thirteen. Okay. That's so a then, fucking ridiculously um, awful year. I could also see that's worse um, than last year. Best case scenario, maybe like a fourteen and three. Thirteen and four. <laughs> God damn, man. That's a big ass window. But I, mean. I but I remain consistent that this is a boomer bust <laughs> football team. I I you, hey, can, can I not say you that? This I don't is a, know, this is dude. a boomer bust football team. It's either gonna be I, the I feel like this other. is like, that we were five and eleven. What were we five and eleven last year? I put ourselves at a five hundred team. I'm thinking nine and where would that be? Nine and eight. That's where I'm putting my. Uh, it's a put. It's a wussy ass, you know, prediction. And we'll do our official predictions as we get closer. But I'm telling you, like if we don't go five and zero to start the season, that back end of the season is a murderer's gauntlet, bro. After we play Cam. Maybe Cam's hurt and he don't play us. But after the New England game, that shit is just a beat. It's like it's a brawl after a brawl after a brawl. So I hope the Panthers are fantastic. But I think they're going to be better than last year. But a cusp of the playoffs is what I would put. I mean, so did you have a high end of that? Like. Do you think what's like a more optimistic version of that, or is that is that the yeah, best? All right, that you so think eleven, eleven is my optimistic. Eleven and six. Eleven is the most optimistic I got. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry if we win eleven, I'm gonna be like really like sexually excited on this podcast. Next call. Hey guys, it's Chuck from Elizabeth City. Have you guys ever had a blemish on your body and you didn't know it was there? And then when you find it, it's worse than you thought and it's lumpy and you get in bed tonight and feel it. Well, I kind of feel that's what we have with the Panthers. (laughs) Our franchise has a bump, a blemish, as Ron Rivera. And I'm so sick of that piece of shit. Ever since he stepped out the door, he ruined Cam Newton's career. Wouldn't give him a chance in Washington. Goes and you know, takes her and thank God with him. They're trying to take players we had, taking TD in. Now he's trying to get Luke to give motivational speakers. He's trying to weasel his way. Oh, he's trying to use every bit of ounce of Panther goodness to sit on his little podium and cross his arms with his freaking eyes, looking all cross-eyed. Ample just to try to squeeze any bit of last-second glory he had with the Panthers for his Washington freaking football team. And I'm so over that guy. I'm so glad he's gone. And I don't know what else to say, guy. I can't wait for football to start because I'm getting sick and tired of uh, staring at walls and thinking about how Rivera crosses arms in the Super Bowl. Um, anyway, yeah. that's all I got yeah, for tonight, guys. Chuck coming out throwing fucking bullets, bro. Right. He's throwing darts. No one's come out and challenged Ron Rivera on this podcast ever like that. Ever. Oh, whatever. I was. Don't take that away from no, me. No, well, you're right. You did say fire him. You did say fire him, but he said, I'm tired of my. You're right. Don't all right. Yeah, all, the, all, the, all of the things that he just said. I was on this podcast 
for a year saying before we got rid of Ron Rivera that he had continued to play Cam Newton when he knew that Cam Newton was hurt, that he continues to play uh, older players in favor of the young, more talented, more potential guys. And on top of that, like I was saying earlier, there was a lack of talent development yeah. on this football team. And that was all Ron Rivera's fault. And David Tepper should have fired Ron Rivera the minute that he got the chance and start the whole ball rolling on a brand new everything. But David Tepper kicked that can down the road and he did everything a little bit too late. He fired Ron Rivera a little bit too late and he fired Marty Herney's old bitch ass a little too late too, man. So it's like, yeah, 100%. But yeah, don't take that away from me. I was on the fire run. Remember, that was the hill I was going to die on. I said I would die on this hill and I was 100% right, man. Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. I would like him as a as a person, as a man, all that stuff. But a lot of the stuff that he did in the final years of his tenure was just unacceptable from a coaching standpoint. All right, well, let's keep uh, pounding with these calls then. Sounds hey guys, there. guess what? I ain't got to see no one wear number one or number fifty nine because I'm <laughs> blind. Wow! 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 Joey's hilarious. All right, here he goes again. Hey, guys, Joey. I don't know if you guys are going to be off of that subject by the time you get around to my call, but I'm going to tell you something about retiring numbers. I'd say don't retire the number unless they retire as a Panther, which it kind of sucks because you can't retire the number one based on that because Cam Newton's still playing and he hasn't retired as a Panther. Like, How could you, right? You could retire Luke. You could retire Steve Smith. You could retire Thomas Davis. You can retire Greg Olson. We did. um, I don't even know if Smith retired as a Panther. I think he did. But, yeah. That's basically... Criteria should be the player should be retired and the player should have uh, retired as a Panther. Anyway, guys. That has to be a qualification. Like, if you don't retire a Panther, if you don't sign the one-day contract, you don't get that. Like, you're not even considered. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. All right, last last call tonight. Hey, guys. It's Chuck from Elizabeth City. It's late tonight. But I was uh, perusing the internet, and I just found out that breaking news on the Northern Saints website, uh, the new concession stands at the Superdome, uh, they've got some new items. They just discovered the recipe for ice, and that's really big for the Saints fans. Now they can have cold drinks now that they know what the recipe for ice is. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Can y'all fill me in? He <laughs> said that they're not even smart enough to know how to freeze water until yeah. just recently. <laughs> you know, uh, to, to I guess, I don't know. I heard that Zion, you know, Zion has had three coaches in three years as the best draft pick they've ever had. Anthony Davis won an out. New Orleans basketball is dysfunctional. Hopefully, New Orleans football will become dysfunctional. That's what I'd say. All right. uh, C3 Panthers podcast. 
Brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. The number is 252-228-5098. Every Tuesday night, we hanging out here. Longest running Panthers podcast. You should subscribe, iTunes, tune in, Stitcher, smash the thumbs up button. Do those things for us, man. Those small things. I'm telling you, turn your phone, landscape, if that's what it takes, whatever. That smallest thing is just telling one friend about this podcast. Actually, it's the biggest thing. It's not the smallest thing. It's the biggest thing. Like, if you gave me 10 bucks right now, that would be nice. But you know what would be cooler? A thumbs up, a share, uh, talking about a friend. I promise you, man, the $10 is... Not, I mean, it's it, first I would be thankful for it, but I don't want the money. We're doing this to grow Panther Nation, and we're going trying to grow this Panther podcast as over the last nine years. The last segment is the ice up picks where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. So, has anybody got something to go first? I do, but mine's kind of low hanging fruit if anyone wants to go first. No, we need you. We're all we're all stumbling and fumbling. Yeah. Dude, I'm icing up. I'm icing up. And by the way, I used to be a big super fan. Dude, I am icing up. Is that Connor McGregor? Connor McGregor. Dude, Man, the dude got his leg broke. Man, what's that's not his fault, so, bro. Well, I'm not I'm not even talking. He got kicked I'm not in the even skin talking and about fractured, the he stepped back and he broke back broke back. He was that's became not even broke what back I'm it, What I'm talking about is is even after you've been fucked up, hurt, had your leg broke, okay, you have now lost to Dustin Poirier two times. And after he breaks his leg, he's sitting against the side of the octagon talking more trash to Dustin Poirier, talking about, oh, your wife was in my DMs and this and that. Like, bro, you just lost. You look fucking pathetic laying on the ground. And you've just had your ass fucking humiliated. And by the way, he was getting entirely beaten up that entire first round with Dustin Poirier on top of him, landing elbows, landing punches. Dude, Conor McGregor, he doesn't have that championship drive. He hasn't won. He's only won one fight since Obama was in office. Like, this guy's all talk, talking all <laughs> kinds of trash. I mean, listen, like, yeah, shout out Ten Tizzy, man. Me and Ten Tizzy uh, were talking about this uh, uh, last Friday uh, during the Friday free-for-all, man. It's like not only was your trash talking tired then, but you didn't back up any of the shit that you said you were going to, and you're looking like a pathetic, salty-ass sore loser hanging out on the side of the octagon while Dustin Poirier is walking out victorious. Bro, that sucker shit all the way around, continuing to bring up people's like family and stuff. It's just dumb, bro. I, I I can't stand it. I went from being a Connor super fan to just hoping someone annihilates him every single time he fights. Um, so yeah, to Connor McGregor, uh, a, a pussy who punches uh old men at bars when they refuse a shot of his terrible whiskey. So to Conor McGregor, uh, ice up, son. You deserve it. My ice up goes to people who are unwilling um, to recognize that we have kind of witness perspectives on events. And so if you ever watch this show, I, I mean, I would, I, I guess I would suggest it. 
and that is to watch, uh, I think it was Showtime or HBO, one of the two. It was called The Affair. And it was written in a cool way. And also Black Summer, which is on Netflix, which is a zombie show where zombies run fast. The one thing I don't like about this show is that zombie zombies are fucking athletic as fuck. And the whole, the whole kind of, uh, I guess, um, safety I felt was if there was a zombie apocalypse, I could outrun you could them. Outrun them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so the black summer shit really fucked me up because these motherfuckers are running fast. So it does fuck me up. But it's kind That's of filmed terrible. in the same way. It's filmed in the same exact way. It's like from Ashley's position, from this position. The affair was awesome about this. So they would look at an event, the same exact event, and people would be wearing different clothes. They'd be doing different things. And it, it's true. Like, the witness perspective is different, right? Like, we, right. when we encounter an event, we all have our perspective. My ice up goes to people who can't recognize that those perspectives can differ. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that when you say my perspective is the only perspective, sometimes we're married to these people. Anyway, uh, that's my ice up. <laughs> that's sometimes it. we're married. <laughs> that's it. Next part. Next, uh, next clip. Next uh, person. I'm done. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I said up for not having that's nice right. I just oh uh, my god, I'm the worst, man. I'm the worst. You don't got something, man. You don't got anything. Like Bro, nothing made you mad in your life this week. I mean, my you job makes your me angry, Chick-fil-A but late on uh you can get your DoorDash late or something. Oh, I have uh I have uh shingles. So Well, oh, yeah, I shingles up. God yeah, I damn. Shit up. Are you ninety? Yeah, dude, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, that, I just realized I've only ever I've never heard like a young person with shingles yeah. before. Yeah, I know you're I younger have, man. All right. I have shingles. So that's well, funny. I set shingles, and he he met his on his roof, and there he needs some repair <laughs> shingles. Did anyway. you ever have a uh, chicken pox? Yes, I did as a kid. Oh, that's why. Okay. Oh, isn't that fucked up? How about that? Is that kids? I'm icing up kids that don't have to have chicken pox no more. Isn't that awesome, man? My kids never had chicken pox. It's like the coolest fucking thing do ever. You, do you remember? I don't know if you ever had to deal with this, but like I got chicken pox in like, or um, no, somebody, somebody else got chicken pox. And my mom was like calling him, hey, can I bring Cody over to get chicken yeah. pox? Chicken pox like, parties, man. It's fucked up, ain't it? It's fucked up. Let's get everybody COVID together. You know what? We should have all gotten COVID together. Right away. <laughs> get that herd immunity immediately right, right away. Right away. Yeah. Just fucking give me the COVID. I'm under 60. I'll take it. All right. Uh, it's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Smash the thumbs up button. Call in 252-228-5098. Follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Cody, how can they get up with you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, and listen, I want everyone in the fan base to know this, man. Friday free-for-alls, every Friday at 7, and you can join the show. I will be posting the link to the stream yard in the chat. And the whole point of the show, I know it's going to be kind of low numbers, you know, right now during the off season. But especially oh, once, the, blow once up, the season bro. when the up, season blows up, it's going to blow the fuck up. Bro. That's what I'm telling you. So everybody needs to know. Write it down in your books. 
I'm willing to talk shit with anyone and everyone. You can say whatever you don't even you want have to, to get your face on the camera. You can just come on audio. 100%. You don't have to have your face on camera. You can just come on audio. Um, also, this is a way, like, during the middle of the season, like, we'll have 30-plus cat calls, right? So I kind right. of figured that this is a way for us to kind of mitigate that, too. If you have something you want to say, yeah. specifically, you can come on, say your piece, and, and whatever, and we'll still have our cat calls on Tuesday. Uh, but it's for the fans, man. I want to do this for Panthers fans and uh, let all of you continue to be heard. Uh, on Absolutely. all your feelings about uh, this great Panther football team that we all love. Uh, we're we're going to put yeah. it out there. We're going to put it out there is that this is these opportunities I hang out with Cody in this uh, live stream as well as the post game and this and that. We're going to have to start putting uh, limits on the number of calls from the same number. Right. So like in the post game, I'm, I, you know, I don't know what the limit is. Is it going to be two calls? Is it going to be one call? But we're getting, you guys have been so great that we're, we're actually getting to that point, which is amazing. CK, how can they hang out with you, bro? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, Twitter, all the socials um, at Codizzle Allen. Uh, sometimes there's an underscore between Codizzle and Allen. So, uh, yeah, hit me up and, uh, you know, we'll... Uh, We'll be playing some games. I'm going to be starting to play GTR, GTA RP um, probably this week or next week. So it'll be a fun time if you guys are interested in checking that out. All right. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Until then, keep pounding. Fuck the Falcons. Fuck the Saints. Check us out next Maybe. week. <laughs> Take us out of here, Cody. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.